0: You are
1: now tuned in to the gifted gap. Nah, man, because yo, sometimes you be watching porn and then you go down the rabbit hole of porn and then you end up watching some weird shit and you're like, oh, oh I'm a bad person. Because <laughs> you still came. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Like- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got two wonderful guests with me today. Be easy. Sterling. Hey, how's it going?
1: Welcome. I feel welcome, man. I, I love your studio. I love the space, man. This is dope, yo. Thank you for having us, I man. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the hell you listening to my dumbass. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen Let's to Corporate it. Clean, man. That that shit was funny. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, Corporate Clean. Uh, it, the fun thing about that album is um, that it's a clean album. It's typically not my style. And uh, to record that album, <laughs> The night before They found me uh, Passed out drunk In an alley (laughs) (laughs) Then they cleaned me up and they're like, How, this guy has to record a comedy album in the morning. Like, he's, he's never going to do it. And I came downstairs in tip top form and knocked the hell out of that set. And they're like, this is why we hire him. This, he's a real professional. They're like, a minute ago, they're like, you know, a few hours ago, we thought he was dead. <laughs> and now he's just on stage, just telling jokes, just like bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not proud of, of my my slip ups with my with drinking it happens to everybody <laughs> yeah, if you, you drink game. long enough you know you're going to have one of them i woke up in a place i wasn't supposed to be me i woke up in a different city uh, <laughs> but uh yeah no the album uh corporate clean is a uh, special to me because it's the it's the corporate hour that i was using uh for most of my career and uh i'm ready to uh you know retire it and start new And uh, so I figured, like with all good material, to give it a good resting place in the memory banks and in the history books is to put it on an album. Very happy with it. I think it's honestly uh, my best album to date. And um, uh, if you get the opportunity, man, check it out. Sterling V. Scott on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, man, whatever the hell you use. (laughs) Pick it up, give it a spin. You know what I mean, and then uh, hit me up at Turling's Jokes. Let me know what jokes you liked, and if you hated the album, you know what I mean. Don't don't message me. It's just,
2: First it's <laughs> <laughs> tough to do clean comedy. Like clean comedy is, I find it like you know I, I can only think of one guy off the top of
1: my head. You know, I know a couple, but the thing about clean comedy is, uh, when you think to write clean, it will be difficult. One of the best advice I ever got was um, write jokes. And whatever is clean, you keep. And whatever is not, you don't use. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, keep as in keep for your corporate show, not as in throw away dirty jokes. Mm-hmm. I love all jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I kept that mind frame, it took me a while before, uh, it took me five years to put together my first uh, corporate clean hour um, because I followed that process. And yeah, other people are like, man, five years, it's a long time. Uh, and other people probably did it faster. But the quality of my hour was fire because of the fact that uh, the jokes just happened to be clean. I wasn't trying to be clean. I just took what was clean. And also, I don't feel uh, like I'm selling myself out when I'm doing the material because I didn't write that material for them to be clean. I wrote that material because I thought it was funny. Mm. And so my corporate clean set, one of the number one compliments that I love is that people don't even notice that it's clean. They don't even I think anything it. of it. Yeah. So you said it. I, I didn't know. Yeah. It. If you just listen to the album, it just sounds like a great album to listen to. And it's like because you get that concept of in your mind of clean, where it's like you got to tap toe, tiptoe, and dance around subjects and stay away from things. Whereas in that album, as clean you could play that for your grandmother. Just don't play the bonus track because that's why I talk <laughs> about being found in an alley. Yeah. But I actually <laughs> did put explicit only on that on the bonus track. The album is clean. It's forty four minutes of clean. Uh, Family-friendly PG-13 comedy, uh, but you know track 22, I say a lot of I say a lot of shit, so mm-hmm. <laughs> stay out of that track. But yeah, it's a it's a great album. I'm very happy with it, and uh, now becomes the next phase, which is uh, to start new. That's like the hardest, most difficult. You know, what I mean, like they say, when you drive a car in stick, the hardest gear is the first one, mm-hmm. but it's also the one that gives you the most push. And so. um You know, starting uh, with this new material, a lot like driving stick for the first time. I suck. I'm terrible. (laughs) My my jokes ain't doing well right now, and I love it. I love the process. I love the honesty uh, from the audience because um, I tell a hundred bad jokes to get ten good ones. And so uh, right now I'm telling my, you know, my hundred jokes. Mm. And as uh, I get the 10 that are good, then you harness and you refine those 10 jokes. And when them 10 jokes are fire, you go, okay, now I got to tell another 100 jokes. Mm. And then once you finally get to your hour, now you got to like, uh, it's like, a it's like they're all notes, but now you got to make a song. Mm. And so now you got to put them all together in this symphony of words that elicit an emotion every 5 to 30 seconds uh, from human beings who've never met you, but at the end of it think they know you. Mm. And so that's why, um, uh, as, as as eloquently as I made that sound, it's the reality of what we do and why I'm surprised that comedy is not even looked at as an art form in Canada. At this point in time, it is not an art form. It's not considered an art form. There's no grants for us specifically or anything like that, uh, like how they get with music and, and, and stuff. And so we're still fighting for that. Um, but it's that art form uh, and that process that it allows me to become greater on the next album and the next and the next and the next. Because, you know, steel sharpening steel. I know what I had that was great. I know what great sounds like. I know what it's like to kill. Um, but I can't rely on what I had before. I have to build that tool again. And it keeps those muscles strong and allows it to be where... You're sharp, that you don't, you don't age. Your comedy doesn't age because um, you grow with the times. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm really excited on uh, looking for the new shows that I do. Uh, and if you come to one of my shows and I'm bombing, uh, those are my 100 jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, just some nights you got to hope for uh, 10 and 1. You know what I mean? If I could tell 10 jokes in a night and one of them work, I go home happy. Mm-hmm. I go home Ecstatic. We was messed up on weed the other day, and I was just talking trash, which I do all the time. And I ended up writing a joke yeah. from a sentence that I did, and then I tried it on stage the day, and it worked. And uh, it was just something simple as um, I have twin girls, and they don't look the same; they're not identical. One of them is light skin, and the other one has bad credit. Now, <laughs> if you're thinking that the one that has bad credit is dark skin, you're racist, um, <laughs> but you're also right. And you know what I mean? Like that was. A joke. I'm you know what I mean? That that's 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 one new joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was so excited about it yeah. that uh, I killed the whole conversation <laughs> just to be in awe of my fucking self. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm sitting there, he's like trying to talk about something else. I'm like, yo, you know I just wrote a joke, dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I know the joke is good, man. And he's like, well, you got to test it. I said, no, man. Sometimes when you got a a piece of gold, you don't need it to be verified that it's gold. Mm. And that was, as you can see right there, I didn't even try to put no stank on it, no nothing. Didn't give no context. It was just a funny boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. No fat on it. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, you check me in two years and you'll hear that joke on stage crushing Mm -hmm. and it'll be a lot more to it. Uh, and that's what i mean by the process it's like that mining that digging in the in the dirt like all right we filled up this barrel of gold and it's like all right now it's time to refill it again and it's that you got this is why i tell people uh who do stand-up comedy or who ask me about stand-up comedy i have like if you don't fall in love with the process don't do this thing oh i think that's what, because that's everything. it's the process of creating that new hour which sucks mm. it sucks But it's that process that you have to uh, uh, fall in love with in order to create something Mm -hmm. magnificent and then know that you have to give that away Mm -hmm. and start again. I think so that's if you don't the, love that process you can't
2: that's the fun in anything whether you're doing sports yeah the montage is always it. the
1: best thing in a rocky yeah. movie you yeah. know what I'm saying we don't we don't the fight's good but we want that montage <laughs> it's true and that's what it is you gotta have that montage if you don't have that comedy montage of of you writing a joke telling the joke failing at the joke going back home trying it again listening it again watch it again telling the joke failing the joke then all of a sudden you get in the ring and you're like does the joke work and it's like oh my god here comes the joke and it hits and you're like yo I know knock this motherfucker out it's Mm. like you know i mean the fruits of your labor are not as enjoyable as the labor no and if uh you don't feel that way about this uh i don't i feel like if you don't feel that way about anything uh you know like you think about any great people you think about you know kobe god rest his soul michael jordan you look at any of their uh work habits it's they never stopped working the game was supposed to happen what they do in the game is supposed to happen Mm because what they do in practice i think michelangelo said it best if he said he said if you if you ever seen how long it takes me to make one single brush stroke, then you would not be surprised at what the finished product would look like you mm-hmm. know what i mean like he puts so much effort into the process of creating something so you're looking at this and be like wow that's amazing but he's like just to do that one brush stroke probably took me 10 days. To the point where it looks effortless. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And and that, that's the beauty of it, uh, is the fact that if you're a comedian and you're so good that people think that it's effortless, that they could do it, that's how good you are at that art. Mm. Because, you know, anybody who takes too long to explain something doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm. And anybody that can make something look easy uh, that's complicated is because they're so good at it. And so that's why I love the process. And, uh, you know what I mean? um, like I said, once again, corporate clean. Make sure you guys check that album out. Um, I'm actually way funnier uh, than I am in conversation. I know <laughs> I know. sometimes I get intense and then you might think like I'm a young uh, Malcolm X uh, <laughs> or some bullshit like that. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It is funny. I, I'm, a, I'm a, dude, a dirtbag motherfucker. And we'll get into that later. <laughs> but yeah,
3: man. My, my Malcolm X, I thought you were Scarface the other night. Yeah, I probably <laughs> motherfucker, was. Motherfucker came home drunk. <laughs> you know about. So, so night to the bad guy. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. You, know <laughs> right? you don't have the guts to be what you want to be. you, know you, <laughs> like you need uh, people like me. I said oh shit, the scarface uh, yeah, I yeah, about I, I, uh,
1: I did do that. I did do that. I cannot deny it. I don't know a single part of it. I had no idea that it was uh, a scarface yeah. that I was doing. <laughs> I was just really angry and really angry. angry <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it gets like that, yo. Sometimes you know, I mean, that's why I do mushrooms so much to kill the ego because my ego is big. You know, and I, I acknowledge that my ego is big, and it's your ego protects you. You're supposed to have an ego, but at the same time, uh, too much of anything is too. It, it can kill you, yeah, and too big of an ego is never mm-hmm. a good thing. And uh, with mushrooms, I—that's I, I, <laughs> right, people. I do psychos a little bit mushrooms. And it's mm. fucking great. Um, but yeah, with the mushrooms, what happens is when you're on a hard mushroom trip, uh, it removes your ego and allows you to see yourself uh, for the first time without uh, the protection of your ego. And so, instead of just seeing you, you don't see yourself uh, anymore. You see yourself in a part of the world. So it's like looking into a room full of people, mm. right? instead of just looking internally at yourself. Mm -hmm. When when your ego is up, all you focus on is you. right? Your perception of yourself. Yeah, and and, and how you feel about all of the circumstances around you. The world revolves around around you Mm -hmm. when your ego is intact. But when your ego is removed, you're now looking at the world through the lens of somebody watching a whole room of people. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you realize that uh, it's it's bigger than you. And uh, that uh, humbles you. And every time I come back uh, from a huge mushroom trip, a little less ego uh, comes back because you learn empathy and you learn to stop uh, just thinking about how somebody makes you feel. You start looking at why do you make them feel the way that they feel? Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize that sometimes the pain that somebody inflicts on you today uh, is, uh, is 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 an example of the pain that they feel every single day. And then you start to realize, oh, my God, they inflicted this pain on me. Uh, and, you know, people would be like, yo, fuck that person. Look what they did to me. And da, 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 da. I'll never forget well, that. Hurt people hurt people. Right. And it's like then you start to realize that uh, they're not doing these things to necessarily take you down. It's because they're, they're taken down already in their lives. And then you start to realize and feel sorry for them. And then it's like, oh, OK, it lets you then have forgiveness. And again, uh, those are the things that we as a society should embody more of empathy, empathy, and forgiveness, because it's those things that allow us to be human, which is uh, people that make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we all of a sudden start living on this platform and idea that that we are all perfect and that when somebody slips up and makes a mistake that we tear their heads off. Uh, but again, I do drugs and that's what makes me uh, be the
2: person I am. Hey man, I think the most interesting people do drugs. I think, uh, I hope so. Yeah, uh, hey man, I, I mean, hate to see a, a high-born motherfucker. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both from Toronto. Yes, so I am. Uh, and you are too. No,
1: I'm from Scarborough, to be exact. I,
3: I said it like yeah, that's a Scarborough nigga type of thing. Yeah, it is I Scarborough. <laughs> I, don't
1: know about, I, don't I know about am. this guy over here. But. I am for this guy. I thought this guy <laughs> was a cop the first time.
3: <laughs> Yo, I didn't trust like, this guy for so long, man. and he I didn't ain't. tell me this shit for like a year. I that's didn't trust him at All I was like, this guy. You got cop. cop vibes
2: off this
1: guy.
3: Yeah, man, I was just like, this yo, guy he's gave a cop
1: vibes. Just, just, just Donnie Brasco in the corner over here, man. This guy <laughs> yeah, just forget about it, I, uh, <laughs> man. I was like, yo, this guy's a cop, man. I don't trust him, yo. Why you ask so most, much questions?
3: I'm the most weed smoking this motherfucker. That don't me mean nothing to me, man. Weed was drug. legal in that time. Yeah, shit, but yeah, sure, that. I don't really do. You know drugs. What I do mean? I don't really do. I just smoke weed. I do. I do mushrooms like microdose and shit like that. So. Yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't holding over here doing comedy. No, how'd you, how'd, you guys,
1: how'd you guys meet? Comedy? This is why I thought he was a cop, okay? All right. Because he just came up to me and was like, hey, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I want to learn comedy from you. And I was like, you know, if you were to do, like, a an assessment on me, they would be like, Sterling is definitely somebody that likes to help black people. And comedy <laughs> is his passion. It's all he fucking does every single day. So if we want to get close to him, we got to... Got to get into him <laughs> being a comedy disciple because this dude is six foot four, 265 pounds to talk about I want to do comedy. Motherfucker, don't tell no joke. Go fight some bear in alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's your big fucking ass. You come here, but I want to be a comedian. I'm like, why? So you can stop scaring the shit out of people? And Jesus Christ. You know, the shit Christ. I said to him,
3: I was, like, I was like, nigga, I've known you for this long you don't really break the like what are you are you got pounds on the lower what? What are you doing that you get that? I don't know, I don't trust none of these
1: motherfuckers, man. <laughs> my condo board still keeps trying to get into my house all the time. I don't know why. They'd be like, yo, can we come inside? I go, What the fuck you want in my house? <laughs> That's what I swear to God. They be like knocking the door and stuff, like, we gotta come inside. I said, No, you do not. They're like, Oh, one time they were like, Oh, this is why I was like, this again, this is why I think these motherfuckers is cops. <laughs> Okay, listen. Telus was like, "Yo, we're gonna start running Telus uh, fiber optic through the whole building," and I go, "I don't give a fuck. I got Mm Shaw." And he goes, "Yeah, but we need to come into your unit so that we could run this Telus cable through the Why? I don't have Telus. (laughs) I have Shaw." And he's like, "Yeah, but we need to come into your unit to run this Telus. I don't have Telus." (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't that sound weird to you? What you want in my house so much for? Mm, like, I told him, go away. And he's like, I'm going to call the condo board. I said, tell him, come here. I'll cuss him out, too. I ain't open this fucking door. And, and, and then, you know what? They never got in my unit. And all of a sudden, TELUS Optics still works fine in the building. Like, y'all some policing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yo, this nigga shit. paid me to stand in his crib with a security shirt on. Okay, I kind of added that myself, but it was pretty funny. She just, just left it. Yo, she just left it. Yeah, that was funny. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to stop you. That was a good joke. Yo, they they came, they came to uh
1: They came to check for bed bugs. Yeah, cause I ain't got the no fucking bed bugs yeah. by the way, but they were like there's an infestation on the floor and we have to make sure that there's none. And I'm like, "Fuck. Bed bugs is enough that I got to let these motherfuckers in." And I was like, <laughs> And then on top of that they ask for the exact day that I'm leaving town. They're like, "Yo, we need to come in on Friday." I go, "How the fuck you guys know I'm out of town on Friday?" <laughs> <laughs> they so got that like fiber. So then get they were there. like, "Yo, we want you we want the keys to your unit." And I said, "No, you will not get the keys to my unit." And I called B and I was like, "Look, I'll give you some money." Come here, and I want you to follow these motherfuckers around my apartment. Shit. Yo, and then I, he I failed because he's like, oh, "Oh, oh, the guy seemed cool," so I just let him be.
3: Motherfucker, that's exactly <laughs> what they do. I said, I, said, I, said, I stopped recording him because he 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 wasn't he wasn't from the condo board. Nobody from the condo board came. It was just the dude from. But the that's company. because that's the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> you I never le- watched Bad never, Boys Two. I never left him nowhere in the crib. I just I stopped recording him because I was like, okay, he's actually doing. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, if it was the people, the condo board that would have came because I don't like these motherfuckers either. Mm. So if it was the condo board that came, I would have kept filming them, and I was going to talk some shit. I was going to talk big shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you like,
2: say you came in with a security guy shirt.
3: Yeah, I got to do security. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I already had the shirt in the car. I was like, yo, but <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna come in there and just if they was gonna try and separate, I was gonna be like, uh, Mr. Scott has requested that you guys stay together. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Like I, was gonna, yeah. I was gonna get in the ass.
1: And now here's where the conspiracy theory comes in because I think he's a cop. And the cops got in my belly. So why you paid me? To, so why and you, you paid me like to go watch the like Donnie crib? Brasco brass <laughs> go motherfucker got me. Got me man They got me They bugging me dog. I don't know why They want to with me So much man It's cause you from Scarborough Yeah see Maybe Scar- But it's been no a long time Since I've been myself. back there man I don't even smell like Scarborough no more <laughs> no, 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 I smell the Scarborough. Scarborough When you walked All in with the, day, <laughs> When you walked in With the side bag I'm like yeah This guy's a Toronto nigga For sure <laughs> right With a side bag That belongs to my Ex baby mama That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know Is Scarborough Yo, man, more times, man, i just a breed breeder thing, yo. <laughs> I'm a breeder, yo. Yo, you know how many times I met a guy who would tell you shit like that? Like, yo, me and my girl about to break up, so I better breed her up quick. What? What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Yo, if I can't have her, nobody can. Me, I got to ruin that tummy. Like, that's a real Scarborough <laughs> move, dog. Yo, man, someone that's get crazy. girls that's pregnant. Scar-
2: that started in Scarborough?
1: Oh, I don't know where it that's started, but I know it's happening right now. Yeah. It is happening. Oh, it is happening crazy. right now. They are uh, still a lot of... Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of uh, forty-year-old grandmothers in Scarborough right now. <laughs> I ain't even joking, dog. Shout out Scarborough I, stuff, you, Scarborough, 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 I Scarborough! I love you, Scarborough. Scarborough, Scarborough, my heart all yes. day. I was born in Scarborough General Hospital, man. Ran up in them streets till I was twenty-three, and then came out to Edmonton to fuck my life up, <laughs> <laughs> become a so, stand-up comedian. So we got
2: Scarborough and we got Rexdale in the building. Rexel, yeah. You know what? What do you guys think is the biggest differences between
1: Toronto and, and Edmonton? I love Edmonton. I came out here. I'm like, Yo. Edmonton's a laid back city, in my opinion. I find that uh, Toronto, everybody has a job and a side hustle, and everybody knows Our man that knows a man that has a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whatever that thing may be, you could mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, dog, I need a PS4." Right with a uh, gold trim, and he's like, "Yo, I know a China man. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yo, I need a, I need a, I need a, I need a tool. All right, yo, let me talk to this guy. He's like, no matter what you say on the street, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna be able to get it for you. Everybody's got another hustle because there's not enough money to eat off mm, of from true. your day job. You know what I'm saying? Like, to just meet somebody with a job, just one job, you just you just work forty hours a week. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm have to Lazy. rob you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have to rob you, and that's just pretty much um, what 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 gave the hustler mentality to a lot of people. When you talk to most of the movers and shakers in Edmonton, most of them are not from Edmonton. And that's facts. You know what, what I'm saying? Facts. And so you look at the promoters, you look at the thing. you got a few who are from the city who were like popular in high school and shit, and so they kept their followings and grew it from there. But the majority of the the movies, movers and shakers is, is going to be from another place. Mm-hmm. And Toronto people come here aggressive as hell because uh, when I came out here, Many years ago, they used to call it the the land of milk and honey. Because you could walk into, I I did this, uh, this is not an exaggeration, 13 years ago, uh, I was here in Edmonton, and I, well, it's because 16 years ago, I was in Edmonton, I walked into the the local 488 Union Hall, and I said, I want to be a pipe fitter. And he was like, okay. And then they sent me to work. That's crazy. And I was making $17 an hour. Uh, When I was in Toronto... Uh, the highest paying job I knew was my friend who worked in the bank and they were making $13.50. And we were going crazy. Like, yo, this this guy got $13.50. Yo, he getting dental. Because I was getting $7 at that time. Mm You know what I'm saying? So I was making $7 an hour in a warehouse, just sweating, offloading trucks and all kinds of stupidness. You know what I'm saying? You get your check and then they take the money out from your check and you're like, how am I going to live? You know what I'm saying? You couldn't make, I think, the most you could possibly make was like $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, with that money, you obviously can't eat and live. You got to have a roommate. So everybody got roommates. So everybody living with their mom. Enough people in Scarborough living with their mom until they're in their 30s and shit. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out to Edmonton, people were living on their own at 17 mm-hmm. because rent was cheap back then. I was living in 678 Abbotsfield Road. It was $375 a month for a three-bedroom. That's cool. And so wow. we were splitting it. You know what I mean? It's $100 a month. You know what I'm saying? And you're making $2,500 a week. Mm -hmm. Every week I made $2,500 a week. And and that was my take home. You know what I'm saying? And and so all of a sudden I go from $7 an hour, $2,000 a month, to making almost five times, 500% that money. And so I got fat. Because you know. Man, I started eating. It was so good. Oh, I used to go to McDonald's and be like, "Give me everything on the left," <laughs> and then I would eat at Subway. Oh my God! And then I would drink. I used to go to Joey's downtown and I would drink six pints of beer. And I would—they used to bring out my meals on three plates. I used to get the half, the half chicken with uh, the mashed potatoes, um, a side of wings, and spaghetti. And I would eat that, drink six pints of beer, and then go out to the club and start drinking. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I mean. That was Before you said,
2: "You done with this, right?" Yeah, yeah. Because Tim Hortons doesn't pay us. So I can't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're an American company now, anyways. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's uh, that's I like how, that. that's how it got down, and then you know, and then fell into to comedy. But that's why I think the big difference is the between us and them is we move faster, we move quick, we're very aggressive. Edmonton people, look how they drive. Edmonton people, hey, Edmonton mm. people, you suck at
3: driving. <laughs> Can
1: you guys fill the lanes? What? You suck at driving. Yo, Edmonton I like people, driving here. refuse it's to is not nah, this stupid. They refuse <laughs> to fill the lanes. You ever see where the oh, two lanes will be completely empty and the lane in the middle is completely full and you're like, "Oh, there must be an accident. There must be some construction." And no, they just don't want to change lanes. Mm-mm. So they'll sit in like 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 sheep, all in the same line. I swear to God, when you drive down the road in Edmonton and ask any Edmonton driver, why don't you do th- why, don't, why don't you fill the lanes? I don't I don't want to change lanes. Yeah, that's what they'll tell yeah. you. I you don't make up. you know what they're not in a rush. Yeah, that's what I mean. A rush. Laid yeah, back because they, they, they have to to one work. job. They just work forty hours a week and they're like, oh, 40 hours a week. I'm like, motherfucker, we couldn't eat if you didn't do hundred hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I'm saying? Nuts. One of the biggest accomplishments I have in my career is that I have a hobby. Because black people couldn't have hobbies from Toronto. Mm-hmm. If it don't make money, what the fuck are you doing? That's facts. Put it down. There's no time for hobbies. You think I can go tell my dad, hey, man, uh, I really was losing some sleep because I, I ain't getting enough time to do my hobby. You're like, hobby, I'll kill you. <laughs> what do you mean a hobby? <laughs> Your hobby better be getting money, motherfucker. I'm mm-hmm. key. We ain't eating today. What is wrong with you? Go eat another pack of noodles.
3: Because
1: I used to live off that Mr. Noodle soup because it was poor. You had to do what you had to do to survive. That's facts. Then it's, you put us it's in it's a cutthroat. fertile soil and- you still have the hustler mentality, but you're in fertile soil. So when I came here, you know what I'm saying? I was stocking shelves uh, at Superstore for $12. Then I saved up the money, and I started taking cab to Connect Logistics because uh, now I was uh, shipping out liquor to the liquor stores all across the country. Then I got enough money, and I, I bought a Cadillac because I'm still black. And I, <laughs> and I drove out to the oil fields, and I was working in the oil fields. and You know what I mean? And my dad was like, man, in six months, you have it where, you know, you could get your own place, you could do your own, you know what I'm saying? Whereas 23 years in Toronto and I could barely, you know what I'm saying, I had a pair of jeans on that was stolen, a pair of Echo jeans that was stolen, <laughs> that was being held up with a safety pin, because when they stole it, they tried to take the tag off and they ripped off the zipper, so I got it for a better price, mm-hmm. <laughs> If you've never bought something from your front door by a guy who's sweating, went <laughs> from my hood, dog. So, like, uh, that's the life that I came from, where if poverty was just, you know, uh, accepted. Mm-hmm, it they was. accepted
2: poverty. It was like a status quo almost. Yeah,
1: and now the thing that's sad is that they're still broke out there, but then they go to parties to pretend like they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking on Instagram, and I'm like, man, I'm broke. But I'm sitting in a house that I own with a car that I own, you know what I'm saying, smoking weed, chilling like, man, I ain't got no money tonight. And I'll go on Instagram and I'll see people from Scarborough who live in their mama basement who needed a ride there to get to the club uh, because they don't have a car who then try to get there early. So they'd have to pay to get in. And now they're drinking from someone else's bottle. But they acting like they they bought the bottle. they, They balling. Mm-hmm. Like in Scarborough It makes me laugh When you see one man Buy the bottle And ten guys take a picture mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm Everybody be like Alright it's the group shot Okay I need one for my Instagram mm-hmm. It's sad It's like you know what I'm saying Like you're so caught up In pretending to be rich You forgot how to even uh, Try to dis- be rich d- d- Get wealth yeah, yeah. Forget rich Just get above water mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Like I, enough people From Scarborough Have called me Asking me for money I'm like I'm a comedian How am I the one That has more money than you I don't have a guaranteed paycheck mm-hmm. My paycheck comes from hustle I wake up every day and like, how am I go eat? Mm-hmm. And so life, like, I gotta look three months ahead. Every, every, every. If today is November, I'm looking at how am I eating in February. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to be a different animal when you're self-employed, mm-hmm. and that's why sometimes I believe yes, that there are some things that happen that uh, uh, hold uh, black people back. and people back in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from becoming, from obtaining wealth, but uh, I will say that I would say about uh, you know maybe fifty percent of it is our own fault because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to put that work in.
2: Accountability, man. You
1: know what I'm saying they don't want to put that work. It's work. It is. It work. is work, it man. Is work. I, I joke and I, I I I always give off the impression that I'm lazy. You know what I mean? But a lazy man can't have the life that I have. You know what I'm saying? And, and I do that uh, lazy attitude because then it allows others to feel comfortable around me because then they feel like their laziness is accepted. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm too, you know, say what you want. They're like, oh, change your circles. It's not that easy. Because if you're too ambitious and too drive worthy, it will piss off the weak. It does piss off the weak. And absolutely. they will start, they, they, they start to hate you uh, uh, because you, um, like, they don't want you to win when you're hustling. And the reason why they don't want you to win, because if you win and there's no, um, there's no excuse for their failures. Hmm. And so if you're succeeding and they're the guy sitting next to you and they're failing, what's your excuse? their failure is now on you. And that's so the they thing. want you to fail. And that's why when I left the borough, um, I never went back because the, the, the mentality is always like, like, I'm one of the top comedians in the country, and my own friends will say things like, I'm not going to pay to come see you. It's you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on TV with Dion Cole and Brent Butt and Jeff Dunham. Shit, I'm on TV every single year. Mm-hmm. What have you done? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they're looking at me like, ugh, I can't believe I got to pay $20 to watch Sterling. Well, and pe- it's sad, but I mean. People that come from what you come from can't fathom that you were able to accomplish
2: whatever with they don't the even same resources it. that were at their disposal. You mm-hmm. know, I find that a common theme in Toronto is that. Some people, you know, they got the strong head on the shoulders. They cut the distractions. They get the shit done. And then the people that are next to them are like, well, nah, nah, fuck that. I ain't paying to go see no, him. Oh, no, but I they'll jump on as soon as you
1: make it. They'll be like, yo, I was there with you, dog. You know how mm-hmm. many people will write me messages like, hey, man, I don't like your pictures or come to your shows, but I follow you on Instagram. I see you, big dog. I'm like, get out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that bullshit. Well, you you know, you, how you... <laughs> That's
3: what I'm saying. Yo, yo, the, the cheapest support that you can do for somebody... It's head like it's the easiest shit to do. You're on your fucking phone all day anyway. Tap your finger two times. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get it's it. It's a weird.
2: It's a weird. Like, we've moved into a weird
3: space when it comes to
2: this, the, the phones and the social media and like what you were saying about people going on Instagram and taking pictures of bottles and uh, it's it's just a really different space to operate and it's like a lot of people are here faking this funk mm-hmm. in order to look apart that they you know they don't you know. I never really understood it, you know, before I, I started getting into the really, insu- like, not Instagram, but, like, creative stuff, I, I was like, you know, I didn't even have an Instagram for, like, a year, you know, one, at one point my shit got deleted, I'm just like, fuck it, just fuck Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, what's the point, I hate it you know, but then when I, I'm like, okay, you know, let's, ma- I made a decision, let's, let's, let's do some shit with this social media shit, let's make some shit happen, you know, and that conscious decision helped me position myself and use it as a tool. And then I come on and I see, I can see exactly how it could be addicting, how trying to impress people that you don't know can be addicting. I can see it. But there has to be that accountability. There has to be that that knowing like, okay, I'm here with a purpose. You know what I'm saying? So when you guys are doing your thing, the comedy thing, you have a why behind that. You have a purpose behind that. You know, it's not just to look cool on Instagram. It's like, yo, we're putting in work behind the scenes so that when you guys see what we're doing, it looks
1: like... We've been doing it our whole lives. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's a promotional tool. It's a promotional it's tool. It's a way to have the audience connect with you. Uh, the thing that I think with the social media, the problem is that the technology is v- advancing faster than the humans are evolving because uh, we are going from, you know, you go back 20 years, there was no such thing as Facebook, nope. right? Mm-hmm. So you got to understand that, you know, to go into 20 years, of course, human beings ain't really evolving that fast. It takes hundreds and thousands of years. And we went from, I only know who's on my block and I beef with this guy across the street who I see, who I know, to all of a sudden the whole world knows you and you don't know the world. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're following you in your life and you know the, your privacy is being intruded. Pop Smoke got killed because he was trying to show people um, a pair really? of shoes he got yeah. and somebody see saw the address, address and yeah. killed him that day. In L.A., not even in New York. Yeah. Now think about how crazy that is that, you know, you would never have even, that we didn't even evolve to even think that way Mm -hmm. of, oh, my God, don't, you know, post that picture because we might get murdered. You know what I'm saying? Extension, you got killed because he was talking about buying a car and they knew he had 50,000 cash on him when he went to the dealership and that's where they killed him. Right? You wouldn't think that when you're like, hey, I'm just, hey, guys, look Mm -hmm. at me and my accomplishments. You're like, Mm -hmm. think you're talking to your fans, and all of a sudden, you know what I mean, them people run up on you, and now you're gone. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean when I say like we're evolving. We're not evolving at the pace that the technology is, and so we are not adapting uh, the way uh, that we should be. We're we're growing a narcissistic society that constantly feels anxious and Mm -hmm. agitated. Mm -hmm. It's the more convenience that we add doesn't give us uh, a shorter day, it gives more time for more bullshit. Mm-hmm. When you used to leave your house, right, with no cell phone, when you left your house, you were gone. And no messages and no calls happened until you came home. Now you leave with your cell phone. And it's like, well, it's convenient because now I can make calls whenever I can whenever I want. Now your phone rings nonstop all day. And if you don't answer it, people get mad at you because they expect you to answer it because they know you have it. And the entitlement. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like that... That the, the phone that you thought freed you from your house connected you forever to the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we are chained to that now. Mm-hmm. If my phone rang, right, and I didn't answer it, the person would be like, Sterling's a fucking asshole. Yeah. But if I had a house phone and it rang, they go, well, Sterling's just never home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't have a house phone. I, I don't have like, a house phone I either. Have, the idea of the house redundant. phone is for old women in their fifties. If you meet a girl in the club and she's like, "Here's my house number," that bitch named Gertrude, <laughs> you need to get the hell out of there, bruv. You get the hell out of the there. Hell are you going tonight? That's I mean, crazy. what you mean? You can stay with it. You don't got to pull out when they that old. So you know what I mean? Go ahead. Get you get you get your game on. Get your ginch on. Get your Man. ginch on.
2: I find it. I find it interesting. I feel like you know we're we're. Close enough in age that we're from a similar generation. Far enough that we can see the way technology is kind of mm-hmm. shaped. You know. Yeah, I'm older than society. the internet.
1: So I saw the internet come in and I saw, uh, I've seen it evolve to the where it's at right now. I'm 38. So yeah, I'm two years older than the internet. See how old I am, kids? Dying. But yeah, so like I watched internet from when it came in on a modem. Um, from when they introduced it and they were like, well, we've had it, but it was used for the military and it was a way for the military to communicate. And, uh, when we went from house phones having to, uh, you can't use the house phone if it's on to, I remember watching Dave Chappelle Mm -hmm. on a 12 inch box computer screen. Um, uh, and waiting for it to buffer To hear them say I'm Rick James bitch <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like I, that's how People who are talking Like they love Chappelle I'm like y'all We're watching Chappelle him On stream Like that Like we that, And you know what I'm saying Like I'm from the generation Where you didn't have uh, Apple music You had LimeWire mm. And you just You know LimeWire Exactly just song. Exactly And sometimes it was worth it To get Absolutely. that mixtape 97 Ooh, was, You know was, what I'm it? saying But like Think about that Look at LimeWire to now today, how fast the, the, that, that change has happened to where in 1997, you would buy a CD in the store. As soon as it came out, you'd be in the store in a the line. There used to be a lineup mm-hmm. in the store to go buy CDs, right? Now, um, I think Drake was the last person with his very first album, was the last person where I heard them shoot. This will go way back. 50 Cent versus Kanye was the last time stores had lineups for CDs, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, your CD comes out, ain't nobody buying it. No nope. They're streaming it a- That's actually an interesting point you brought up Because I actually I
2: have a very Interesting question about that Because Obviously the music business has changed with, mm-hmm. the, with the with the internet People don't buy CDs no more Yeah Contracts don't make any more sense How has This progression in society Changed Comedy
1: So what it did was a good and a bad But I'm going to say overall good Because what it did was It took comedy And put it on a world scale Now a person from England Can have fans in Chicago now a person from Vancouver can have get love in Switzerland. So it made it global, but in making it global, we lost local, which was the CD sales and stuff. And so now you got to make your money through sound exchange by having your album play on radio stations like Sirius XM and stuff like that, Raw Dog. Uh, that's where you get your money now. Now when you put your album out, um, you just got to hope that it's in high rotation, meaning that you have tracks that are played a lot, on a regular basis and then uh sound exchange comes in and pays you for them. These radio stations using your, uh, your music, your, not your music, your comedy. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's great for somebody like myself who is not a star yet. So that like, if I put out an album, which is why when I put out corporate clean, uh, that's actually my, my, um, second album. Uh, my first album, I was released through a record label and, uh, I gave up fifty percent of my royalties to them uh, so that I could get this album made, and also that they threw in a little bonus of um helping me get my uh, visa um but I gave them that, and that was in two thousand and seventeen every year I get you know between fifteen and twenty thousand u s from the plays from that album, which means that the record label is getting fifteen to twenty thousand. So instead of me getting 40,000 a year which would have assisted in me uh being more free and having the ability to say no more mm-hmm. to garbage gigs now I'm still struggling. So then in 2019 I said, well, I'm a, I actually was supposed to be March 27th was when I was supposed to film uh my fr- my corporate clean was supposed to be done March 27th and then COVID happened. Um I'm actually glad it didn't happen at that time. I'm way funnier mm-hmm. than than, than what I was at that time. I hope so. Uh, yeah, mm. definitely. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, it allowed me to find a value within myself and realize that what is a record label? A record label is the people that will take their album, produce it, and then put it out there. And I was like, well, with ten- technology, getting back to the idea of technology, um, it's no longer a mystery. You get on CD Baby, Distro Kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all decentral- sudden, It's super decentralized. And now and it's all over there. So then why do you need... Record label, It's mm-hmm, right? redundant. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 no, it's no longer the I got a record deal. It's like ooh, you got a record deal. Sorry for you, because like when you find the value in yourself, what you realize is, uh, what Prince was saying when he's like, don't give up your masters, or Master P was saying, don't give up your masters, because um, what those artists were doing was when they got a record deal, they would give them a million dollars and then Advance. take like 99, 99 percent of their royalties royalties and, and it's like you did this song and the record label owns it mm-hmm. and so the only way you make money is on tour and so no matter how many times that's playing you, you ain't getting get nothing yeah. but the record label is sitting back seeing this money that i'm getting now mm-hmm. i would rather uh and so like the, the record labels would be like well we give bigger distribution and it's gonna get played more places and so you'll make more money mm-hmm. i said well listen i'll keep my masters because. Uh, I would rather get 100% of $10 rather than give you, you know, uh, 50% of 20. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy was talking about. Cut out the middleman, right? Yeah, exactly. He was absolutely right in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. So my album is 100% mine. And so uh, now instead of getting $15,000, $20,000 uh, off this album just from its spins alone, please. Play the album a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna now be started taking in forty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Now I got that forty thousand plus. I'm gonna get the other money from the other album. Now all of a sudden, uh, without any shows, sixty five thousand US a year. That sounds like a, a pretty decent job. All of a sudden, right? That sounds now a good forty that's only hours, hours a week. That's only, that's only two albums, mm-hmm. right? Now as you build your catalog. Now I've been doing comedy thirteen years and I only have two albums, but in every every two to three years now, you'll see an album come out for me because that builds my catalog. So why I build that catalog through my own record label is because I keep one hundred percent of that. So even if it's only making thirty thousand a year, but when I have ten, I'm making three hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As long as of course the material is relevant and getting its spins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and now you have the freedom to do so much more. You're making passive income. Mm-hmm off of your art form. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I think that was uh, what was the game changer with technology, Mm -hmm. because it allowed me to no longer need that gatekeeper, and I never had to sell my soul anymore. And I think that is the biggest thing with technology, Uh, and then second being that it makes you global. Because you can have fans in in England, and and I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast, he has fans in Egypt that just know him strictly from the podcast. And it's like, that's pretty dope. He's like, I can't believe it. Like, people in Egypt are listening to me. I'm this guy from Boston who's living in L.A. It's the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. That's the brilliance that I believe um, the technology? two biggest things that technology did. allow us to free ourselves and allow us to be heard around the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Obviously, the business model with comedy is probably shifting because, you know, COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the pressure of having to adapt with that?
3: You take this one, man. Uh, I don't know, man. The the pressures. (laughs) I guess it's a little different for me, right? Like I still have a job, you know what I'm saying. So, um, at the end of the day, when it comes to the comedy game, um, I'm still in a stage. I'm kind of earlier on, right? I just started like last year, so um, putting me putting comedy first is, is, is is the main thing for me I'm, I'm just always trying to get as many shows in as wherever i can and because you know COVID, there's there's no shows anymore you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like that's the issue um you know what i'm saying I, I i'm thankful for the little bit of shows that i can get in and and you know i hang around with this guy a lot so you know what i mean <laughs> if i if i can get in on if he can get me on a show like he he, he gets me on it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. that's either that or experience. prison <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, man. I'm the police, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you going get out. I'm gonna be in, and they'll be like, "We
1: got the video," and I'll be like, "God damn you, Donnie Brasco!" Oh, Waiting for me to this. slip and catch a felony. I know you are. My I you. I you. I you. I'm my best baby. They'll tell tell Reagan I'm behaving myself. Man. I mean, I don't trust. Him. I know he's frozen somewhere. He ain't dead. Yeah, you know, you know, shooting guns
3: and people's. Yeah, um, but it's the, not that enough to it's, it's, it's not enough. You guys
1: want more. You want more. You're like you're like, yo, I got him shooting a gun in a farmer's field. They're like, That's not enough, man. He'll be out in a week. We need to bury this man. We need to we need to get him on something good. He should have killed a goose or something. Let him shoot the loony. Let him shoot the loony What's, what's the long game You know
2: Is it is it like I see a lot of comedians End up going into film I see a lot of comedians Like the podcast You know I feel like comedians Comedy is such a fluid thing Because you know You could put comedy In anything You know mm-hmm. it, There's always moments That need some, You know that, that sense of humor That wit You know Is there is there is there more For you guys I feel like for it, me sort
3: of- Essentially I would like to get to a place Where I can do comedy Uh just strictly comedy and nothing else right i i I mean you know if they want to give me a big check for doing a movie or something like that that's cool but i want to be in a place where i have the option to say no to that where it's like my comedy's doing enough for me you know maybe i want to take that on, maybe i don't it is what it is but once i get there um you know, this guy's over here like, oh, sixty five thousand dollars. I'm like, nigga, if I can make sixty five thousand dollars off a of comedy right now, I'd be fucking ecstatic. <laughs> mm. yeah. well, I, mean, I mean, that's, so, that's
1: I mean that's a, it's a feasible goal. That just is a goal mm. that takes time. Mine is right. uh, uh, a goal that is not always feasible. It's to become one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. and comedy is the only art form where when you become good at it, they expect you to do something else. I want to be doing comedy. I mean, yes, I do love to dabble in other things. Of course I want to be in a movie. Who doesn't want to be in a movie? It's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Who doesn't want to, you know, be able to explore the uh, idea of, you know, making a song? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That would be great. Kobe Bryant has a rap song. You know what I'm saying? How much fun was that for him? (laughs) And an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) Right? So it's like... Those are things that, yes, I would dabble in those, but just like Kobe, you're still going to know me as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, the end game is uh, uh, can I become one of the greatest? And now, obviously, that's up for uh, debate to what you mean by the greatest, but I'm saying if you were to say great names of comedians, you know, um, that mine would ring amongst those. And uh, you have to uh, come to a harsh realization that, with life uh, it's the, the the. with life it's everything is equal exchange and uh if you want something then you have to give mm. and so if you're not willing to give your life in exchange for your goal uh then your grandiose goal will not come through that's and right. so mm-hmm. when i when i touch that mic i put my life into it mm-hmm. and I, I, that's how i feel whenever i'm on stage which is why it's different for me the the aggressiveness of the, my style and who i am and what my goals are. I've slept in cars. I do whatever it takes. There's nothing going to stop me because uh, I hate where I am more than the pain that I'm going through right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sleeping in a car. you would be like, oh, I don't want to sleep in no car. I'm like, I hate where I am so much I'll sleep in a car to move me an inch more. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so, so my end ambition. goal is to become one of the greatest of all time I want to be the first black Canadian in the history of stand-up comedy to do a nationwide stadium tour it's never happened before I am mm-hmm. you know saying I want to be that guy who broke out from under all of the oppressiveness that uh, the Canadian media has done Canada is well known for not supporting their own unless you're a folk singer or a country star you know what I'm saying and so to be able to Pop my head out through all of that controversy would let me know that it was my comedy that sprang forth. You know what I'm saying? Not me, the person. Nobody cares about that. It's it's the material. And the more pressure and stuff that you put on me, the, the, the brighter that diamond will shine. You know what I'm saying? Pressure... Pressure makes... Uh, Pressure makes diamonds, man. You know what I'm saying? It does. It makes diamonds. I remember the theory that my, my dad had was like, if you want the purest gold, it has to be burned in the hottest fire. And if you're mm. not ready for that fire, then you ain't go get that gold. Mm. And so... That's a bar. Um, I'm mm. going to allow myself to, that, to burn so that I can shine. And that's what I mean when I'm like, you have to give up. You know what I'm saying? I, I live, eat, sleep comedy. And so every time a lady meets me i'm like i know it's gonna be six to eight months before she leaves me because the same thing that she fell for me for is the same thing she's gonna get sick of because i i comedy is my passion so it's my job it's my hobby it's what i do in my spare time i watch comedy when i'm at home i go to open mics every day and then i perform on the weekend i'm comedy 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 right outside of my only thing that can come before comedy is my children and the only reason why I push so hard with my comedy is my children. So they they work symbiotically, mm-hmm. but relationships I have to take that as a fail, and I know they'll fail because uh, a lot of times in our new society, like I said, we've bred a, a narcissistic society. Not necessarily that's um in in a negative way to what I'm about to say, but like you have to have somebody that submits to you. You have to have somebody who is like I am no longer number one. I'm going to follow your career and I'm going to give my all to you. And a lot of people want that individuality. Mm. That individuality uh, has been bred uh, through uh, the social media where uh, as much as we try to say that we're all uh, different, we're, we're pretty much all the same in that we want our individuality. We all want to be the star now. And so... Instead of somebody submitting to you and being like, yo, I'ma do what I gotta do and ride with you to make you a star. Now they're like, Well, I mean, I only got a few less followers than you. So Yeah, you know I mean, I gotta do me. Let me get my camera out. My OnlyFans account is popping too. Man. You know what I'm saying? And so like you start losing that uh the, the the relationship aspect of life and you have to understand that uh you can't invest a lot of time into a relationship and expect to have invested the right amount of time into your art. Uh, Because relationships require a lot of time, work, and effort. It's facts. Um, But your career requires more. Mm -hmm. One of the most infamous quotes from The Devil Wears Prada was uh, the girl uh, that she was assisting um, walks in and she's like, my husband doesn't like me anymore and uh, my friends don't talk to me, all because I'm, I'm, I'm here working for you. And the lady looked at her and says, if your life isn't in shambles, then you'll never be successful. And she's like, yeah, that's, your relationships fall apart. You have to make a choice between success and your relationships. What's more important? And uh, the, 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 the commitment that I have made is that I am giving my life to the career. And there's going to be a lot of bad consequences that come with that. When you look at any great star, you'll see the relationships in their lives are estranged um but i will give that because from that will come the fruit of being able to provide a lifestyle uh to bring uh to end the generational uh gap Versus, of wealth yeah. and 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 allow my family and my my future kids and whatever grandkids and the future generations to be able to have wealth to be able to have time to be able to say look at what our family can do and for once i would love it if we as a black community did stuff that we wanted to do and that we were passionate about and not what we had to do because we had to provide for ourselves. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's a, that's a that's a very valid point right there. I think we've been so caught up from this oppression of being stuck doing what we have to do, you know, provide mm-hmm. and, and, and and keep the roof over our head and only recently we figured out that okay, we can follow our passions if we want to, it's a choice, and create the life that we Maybe not for
1: us, but maybe for the people after us. Yeah, we got to sow the seeds now so that they can grow later, man. Absolutely. The nothing. best time to plant a tree was today. I mean, well, 10 years ago. And then the best time to do it now is today. We have to plant, we could say about all what we could have had, but we have to plant them seeds now for future generations. I may sp- I may put down the seed, but my grandchildren will feel the shade. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that was a deep quote. I just made that shit up. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tell you guys, man, when I'm famous, they could be listening back to all these podcasts like, God damn, Steelin was crazy. Too bad he died of cocaine. <laughs> I don't even do cocaine, but who knows what's gonna happen. Don't do cocaine, kids. I do not do cocaine. All right? I'm just making a joke. See how funny that was? That was a hee hee ha ha moment. All right, back to the show.
2: Man, no, that's some real shit, though. I mean, I mean, you know, I think, like you were saying, there's... Everybody wants that sense of individuality mm-hmm. and everybody... It's cool that technology has everybody feeling empowered, but there's a difference between individual, you know, crafting their way and the individual feeling entitled mm-hmm. to this, you know, mm-hmm. entitling their way. You know, I think, man, success takes sacrifices, man. 100%, man. You talk mm. about Kobe, he hung all those banners. He said, mm-hmm. you know... I, a lot of relationships suffered for me to be able to, you know, have all these rings, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that work ethic and everything he represented, it was beautiful because when he won, we were like, oh shoot, like we can win like this too. You know, we just have to make those appropriate sacrifices. And then when he left basketball, he went and he
1: made up, tried to make up for that lost time as much as he could, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. You got to try to make up for it. And, uh, it's 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 rough, man. It's not going to be easy uh, because um, if you look at anybody, it's it's no matter how successful they are, they end up. Lawrence Fishburne, uh, great actors, love him. <laughs> daughter doing porn, yeah. using Lawrence Fishburne's daughter as her title, and she's like, why? He even yeah. said he's like, why? You don't even need money. Like, you don't <laughs> even <laughs> need money.
3: She's like, you're fuck just you, doing
1: Dad. this. You're just doing this to piss me off, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how estranged <laughs> and messed up that... He's out there doing The Matrix. He's like, this get out The Matrix. Get out... We're supposed to be looking at The Matrix. Get out of Pornhub. Stop looking at Madonna. <laughs> God damn it, Keanu. You had one job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like she took the blue pills. She's gone. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, those are the kind of things that happen. And uh, uh, you have to be mindful of these things and, and understand that that's what the sacrifice is. So, like, don't waste time. Mm-hmm. Don't play around. Okay. If you're going to sacrifice... Uh, time with your family or your friends or your relationships or even your own kids. Make sure that it's valid. Mm -hmm. If I'm not at home, please believe I'm on stage trying to create a future. That night matters. That night away from you is is a night that's going to help me provide for you. So you can't be out there just messing around. And this is why I'm like, a lot of times uh, people are surprised that I'm so serious when I talk like this uh, because I act silly out in public. But I mean, the intelligent man plays the fool, but the fool can't play the intelligent man. Mm, right. Smart right. Nigga A- super as super as I can't play, play the smart. fool, it allows them to feel at ease around me and around my presence, and then they, they'll give me things because they think that I'm less than or that I'm whatever. But I'm just playing the game because I got to eat too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll I'll allow that. I'll allow people to to feel that way that sense of superiority, because that's all they have. It's a sense. Mm. But I have mm. the physical, which is the actual talent, the intelligence, and the goddamn job. So while mm. you may be sitting there thinking, look what I did for him, I'm thinking, look what I'm going to be doing now. See what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it, my sacrifice away from my children uh, better be worth it. And every year I say if I'm not better... I have to be better this year than whatever I was doing last year. Whatever last year's accomplishments were, this year's accomplishments have to be bigger. Mm. And that's the only way I move. You know, you want to climb a mountain, you don't stare at the top, you look at your feet. That's facts. Just begin one step at a time. That's, that's my steps that I'm taking.
2: It's one one day at a time. It's one brick at a time. You know, you can't, I think we know with this whole, it always comes back to social media because that's the, it's a very dominant thing in our li- in our lives right now. You one know. of the most dominant. Yeah, it's the yeah, one. It's, yeah.
1: the, it's 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 a it's a tool that was meant that uh, it's a tool that can be used beautifully, but is misused uh, because of selfishness. I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. saying, so think about it. We have a tool where we could communicate around the world right now. Yeah, it's powerful, and instead it's it powerful. divides us. Mm. Right, we have a tool we could literally say, "Hey, everybody." Uh, Shouldn't we not have a war? Or shouldn't we like love and you know should we wear masks? And it's <laughs> something as simple as that? Yeah. There's a lot of people going to be listening to this like mm, I don't know about that. You know what <laughs> I mean? But <laughs> it's just something as simple as that though. But then like I said, I don't feel human beings can communicate on such a large level. It's tough. It's uh, tough. Because as you I oh yeah, I did that theory without the podcast, didn't I? Before the podcast, yeah, sorry. I yeah. said that theory. The theory for the people who are like what I'm talking about with the population. I don't believe human beings can work uh, together in these massive cities and also with the massive amount of social media because uh, communication doesn't do well over large groups. I was saying the example was if I said in this room right now, we're going to get up and walk out the door, the three of us would have heard that, got up and walked out the door. But if there was 100 people in this room and I said, we're going to get up and walk out the door, there's going to be 20 people being like, where are we going? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, we're in the same room. We all heard the same message. Mm -hmm. Why did it not translate? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is, but I feel it has something to do with, you know, they say that the human brain only uh, members only can maintain 175 intimate relationships on average. uh, And anything after that, you forget the other ones. Um, I believe it has something to do with the fact that that's the size of the groups that, you know, the villages and stuff that we lived in. It wasn't until the, um, you know, growing of grain and wheat where uh, civilizations went from nomadic uh, to being stationary that the populations exceeded beyond that. And then once they exceeded beyond that, it was the constructs that were invented. uh, That's why I call the myths, those myths that allow uh, people to keep these large civilizations in line. And uh, these, these, it worked. It worked until we hit seven billion. Mm. And now it's like, oh, it's not working no more. And maybe playing into your fucking um, uh, theory, maybe that's why they're trying to create a world order because they see that the population is going to continue to exceed. And that the way that we're using the messages now are not working. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. maybe that's why they're going for that new world order. There you go. I gave you a little point here, <laughs> your, your crazy man rant.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you, man. They listen you you already know, man. Especially the vaccine stuff that's going on and all that stuff. Like, I think black people we just used to not trust in the government over stuff like that, and uh, yeah,
1: but it's not for black people only, though. So it's uh, I, I yeah, mean, I, I hear you guys saying, look, I'm not right. getting vaccinated, <laughs> all right? But yeah. I do believe that people who want to be vaccinated should be allowed to. Absolutely, Absolutely. I do yeah. believe that they should create the vaccine because. Um, the, vac- the creation of the vaccine then allows the world to open back up. Mm-hmm. I think the only concern is, because I was
2: re- listening to the vaccine stuff and I looked it up. They are saying if you get vaccinated, you still got to wear the mask and stuff because you can still transfer the disease. Mm. So, you know, when you think about it, then the vaccine isn't necessary for everybody. It's only necessary for those who might struggle
1: with yeah the immune deficient the and immune people deficient. who are worried about it or worried mm-hmm. about giving it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Look, I've never been vaccinated for the flu. I've also never had the flu. To be honest, the flu never even sounded like a big problem to me. I didn't know that the flu kills so many people. Well, shit. We, there's so know. many
2: other problems we got to worry about besides the flu. My nigga. Well, well, no, but I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying though, like the
1: flu was when, so, when, when, when COVID first came out, the big argument was the flu kills more people than COVID. Why are we going crazy with COVID? now covid surpassed the flu right so that's why i was bringing up the flu but like the flu i didn't know the flu killed people every year and i had no clue about that and i also uh been on planes trains and automobiles where people are sneezing coughing all over the fucking place and nobody ever cared uh if you go back to 2016 and said i'm sick they're like get your ass to work You know what I'm saying? Can you function? Move. We don't care if they're coughing and sneezing. coughing and sneezing in this motherfucking office. Now, all of a sudden, that's changed, right, because of of how COVID is now. So what I'm saying is with with, with COVID, um, I don't believe personally it'll be a detriment or an issue for me, Um, but I do uh, believe that it is responsible of them to Mm. say, hey, we want to have concerts again. Cool. So do we. But we don't want to put 30,000 people in there and 5,000 have the virus and now a million people have it. Because mm-hmm. you just let 30,000 humans out into the public with the disease and now you're messing up the economy yeah, again. It's, it's so I, think it's, yeah. I don't think it's a new world order thing. I think they're just being responsible so that they could bring in large numbers again. And at a number of 30,000, like you're talking about stadiums and concerts, you're like, yo, that's, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And how easy is it for one dummy... To mess it all up, and so for people who are like, "Oh my God, there's a new world order" because they're forcing you to take the vaccine, they said, "No, it's the vaccination or a negative result. That's fair to me. Mm-hmm. That's fair to me to say because I would love if they brought the rapid testing uh, out like how they do in America and made it where you want to come to this comedy show. Cool. Uh, everybody's got to come an hour early." And we do rapid testing, test the whole fucking crowd. You get your results in 15 minutes. And once you get a, a, a positive, you can go watch the show. Mm-hmm. No masks, no nothing. Just go watch the show. That, for me, would be great. That would be the best uh, option for me. But you can't do that with 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. Can't, right? yeah. So they have to show up with their own fault, uh, negative report and their own uh, 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 vaccination. But I'm saying if you were doing, like, you know, 200 people show, it's a very possible thing. In an hour, you just bang, bang, bang. You do the throat swap, bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. The throat swap takes five seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I've got, I've been tested um, for COVID. So, you know what I'm saying? They, uh, uh, I believe that that would be the, the, the best thing for us. Because if you found out in that crowd of 400, oh, two people had it, it's like, oh, shit. You said the throat swap takes five seconds? Yeah. I, I You open your mouth and then they fucking... They but the, 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 the results the takes, takes a while, though, to get no, the you results. You can get the results as fast as 15 minutes. But in Canada, we still have uh, the slower ones. So they're oh, trying to get the rapid testing. testing. Oh. They're trying to get rapid testing to Canada. Um, that's what Doug Ford and a lot of them want to do in uh, major airports, which I'm in all of support of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I want the rapid testing where we would be able to do that everywhere. Imagine if you were like, I want to go to the mall. And it's like, all right, we just got to test to make sure you don't have COVID. I mean, like, that's responsible. Mm -hmm. That would literally keep our numbers down. And now if you're someone who's like, yo, man, I'm worried about COVID because, you know what I'm saying, I got all these family members who could die. Cool. You and your family members get vaccinated then Mm -hmm. because that's the fair for you. That makes the most sense. And and this is why I'm saying that this is what they proposed. Mm -hmm. This is not me coming up with no crazy ass amazing idea. Outside of the rapid testing part, this is what they proposed, and people are like, again, like I said, the message don't spread. See how I said that message right here, and we all received it, and we all said, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. They said that already. Mm-hmm. And what happened? What was the translation that people got? Oh, no, man, world mandatory. order. They're trying to make <laughs> us take the vaccination. Yeah, but this, this is where it begins. And yeah, it's but like, all, No, all,
3: all that you said can be correct, and somebody can still be taking advantage. Of that situation You know what I'm saying We're already
1: being Taken advantage of Daily oh, dog
3: We've
2: been Taken advantage of You know absolutely. how much Facebook probably Knows about me They probably know What I want to eat They probably know How much money Is in my bank account mm. They probably know What my favorite Purchases are When I'm on Amazon They probably know What type of porn
1: I like at this point They could be watching well, they do know what kind of porn like right now. When you like Because when you Go on to Pornhub It says
3: suggested for you
1: Yeah Shit So they know What you like They know exactly <laughs> What I like
3: y'all, still using Pornhub? y'all better step Y'all game up mm-hmm. XNXX Get on Shit, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying I'm trying to get away. To I'm trying to get away from the pornography. To be
1: honest, I feel like I want to start going back to the old days of the spank bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man, because yo, sometimes you be watching porn and then you go down the rabbit hole of porn and then you end up watching some weird shit and you are like, oh, oh, I'm a bad person because you still came. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was going down the rabbit hole and it ended up with a guy peeing in a girl's mouth and I'm like oh, yeah, now you went, finished you went
2: way too far the,
1: <laughs> the
3: algorithm got you I pissed on a couple bitches before see know, what bro. I mean yeah I hey, now, now, this
1: now, it now I go in and suggested by you is a bunch of uh, people <laughs> peeing on people and I'm like no dog no, I was just surfing I wasn't you know what I mean it did. It wasn't in the buffer now I didn't know he was going to do that it, it's how it ended I, I went what are you doing why are you oh no you know what I mean I thought he was could be a money shot And I was like That's not money You know what I
2: <laughs> mean <laughs> Man I appreciate you guys For coming on the show man
1: You know Let them know Where they can find You guys' material Uh, Once again, man, please make sure you go check out I have two albums out One is called, you've never heard either Because this is the first time you met me The first one is (laughs) called Stay Together And the second one is called Corporate Clean Uh, You can find that on any major streaming platform Please give it a spin Give me a follow at Sterling's Jokes On Instagram and Twitter I don't really use Twitter, I'll be honest I just have the account And uh, Mm -hmm. on Facebook, at Sterling Scott the Comedian Sterling Scott, man And of course, I do have my own podcast Where... um, I uh, talk by myself a lot and I'm a pretty crazy person. I it's, I don't know, man. If you want to listen to me talk, <laughs> check out the podcast, The Comedy Reject. You can find it on Spotify or any other major platform.
3: Right up. I'm I'm on uh my name is B Easy. I am at B Easy Buds on Instagram. That's B-E-A-Z-Y-B-U-D-Z. Uh, I'm just realizing now That should probably be A little more easy to say But it is what it is <laughs> You know what I'm saying I, sh- I, I might change it soon But just you know Give me a follow now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: You guys already know what it is Big shout out to our guys Over at Island Sauce And if you go on the website We got some We got some Gift to Get merch If you, you know I know you guys Been seeing me Rocking it here and there It's there Copy something And just like that We gone <laughs>